Why did you make me do this? You're fighting so you can watch everyone around you die. Think, Mark. You'll outlast every fragile, insignificant being on this planet. You'll live to see this world crumble to dust and blow away. Everyone and everything you know will be gone. What will you have after 500 years? Look at that. I still have you. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book boogies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. the Cryptocurrency Scarface, uh, with my co-hosts. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. R2D's Nuts. Ah, that is original. <laughs> I think you were saving it for May the 4th, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're back with another episode. And yeah, we started a little bit late, had a few technical difficulties, and we may need to have a few technical difficulties now, but we're just going to keep it going anyway. Uh, Eli, anybody die this week? Uh, I don't think anybody, I'm sure somebody did. Cool. Nobody that we know. That's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go with another thing. Like I said, we actually, uh, Eli, we actually had a request. Oh yeah. We had a request. Yes. From a, a long time listener. Don't listen anymore. Uh, Ryan Gomer, our ex CEO. <laughs> <laughs> I guess once he stopped being our boss, he just like, fuck it. Y'all just do what I wanted to, but he may listen this time. Cause he wanted he, us he, to he do. Was our, he was our boss. I guess he was. <laughs> I guess we worked for him or worked with him. I don't know what it was. But anyway, he, he was like, you know, it would be nice if you guys brought back the box office numbers thing. Because we haven't done it in a year because, like I said, there was no box office. There was no box office numbers, yeah. So there was nothing to talk about. What we're going to talk about, Bloodshot is number one, you know, for the for the 20th week or some shit. But now it's slowly starting to come back. So we're, we're going to incorporate it because we never had the box office numbers in this version of the show, you know, when we started revamping everything. So we're going to try to, but we're going to kind of dip our toe into it and see how it goes. So the first thing we're going to do is talk about the number one movie this week uh, was, and, and you probably can't even see it because it's way too small. I should have uh, blew that up. Technical, te technical difficulty, like I said, we'll go with it. The number one movie is, what is it, Eli? Mugen Rider? Demon Slayer? Let's, let's zoom I, in. Oh, I that can't Demon Slayer. Okay. Demon yeah. Slayer Mugen Train. Is the number one movie of the week, and this number two movie is Mortal Kombat. So for the second week, Mortal Kombat has already been beaten. Just by that quick. An anime, by anime. But here's the weird thing about it. So you, I know the main thing you're thinking is that okay, it's an anime. Maybe it got beat because it's worldwide numbers versus American. No, those American numbers. And okay. then you're thinking like. Well, maybe because it's a new anime and Mortal Kombat been a while, maybe that's why I beat it. No, that movie came out last week. <laughs> <laughs> so no matter how you slice it, Mortal Kombat just got his ass whooped by an anime nobody's ever heard of, and it's the big thing right now. Um, my kid, like, I guess my kid heard of it. I guess that's a manga and everything. You know. Well, here's the thing. Comicsology just gave it away for free this week. 
Okay, yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. volume one of it. So I downloaded them just like it's free. Why not? Right. See where it goes. I'll check it um, out. <laughs> yeah. But I do want to talk a little bit about Mortal Kombat, just briefly. Uh Eli, I was doing some digging. I was like, I kept watching the movie because it's on HBO Max, stuff like this. So I watched it again just to see what was going on. And I realized that a lot of those actors I've seen from places before. Uh like yeah. this is like like the uh Shao Chung, the Shang Chung actor. You know, he was the the calculator from from Dark Knight. You know, yeah, I and, recognize uh, him. Yeah, Raiden, he was uh from Thor. He was one of the the yeah. Warriors three. You yeah. know, uh, what else we got here? Even um uh, that guy, the the main guy, the one that nobody oh, liked. Oh, oh, Shadow Star from Deadpool too. I thought I recognized, and he was. He's in, actually um, been a he's been a bunch of shit. Yeah, he was in Wu Assassins. I knew I recognized him before. I was like, I yeah. see that guy before. Yeah, he was in Wu Assassins and Deadpool. Yeah, and and this guy so. Kano and I, I kept looking at Kano. I kept thinking, like, do I recognize this guy? Do I know what movie he came from? But here's the thing: I get, I got him confused. This is Ben Lawson, Australian actor, but I got him confused. No, the, I'm sorry. This is Josh Lawson, Australian actor. I got him confused with Ben Lawson, Australian actor. And I know him because he played uh, Larry Hemsworth in The Good Place. Now. That's the funniest character. I'm going to just talk about Larry Hemsworth there. I did this whole thing just to talk about Larry Hemsworth. Larry Hemsworth on The Good Place was basically uh, Tihani's boyfriend, and he played the least attractive Hemsworth. So he had this inferiority complex because everybody told him he's not as good looking as the other Hemsworth. So he was like, I'm only six foot four, and I barely have an eight pack. I'm so ugly. you know. And everybody else on this show is just asking, have you seen you? you know. So I just thought it was a funny thing that he played Larry Hemsworth. You know? So, uh... That's what I was talking about with, with Mortal Kombat. Hold up, let's oh, go. And oh. Sub Zero was in the raid. He was also in Fast Six, Fast Furious Six. Did he? Was he? I don't remember. Yeah, he was in Fast Furious Six. He was the one that beat the shit out of uh, Tyrese and Han, <laughs> which I thought was kind of a racist thing because Han is like their Asian guy on their team. So the bad guys had an Asian guy on their team, and he beat the shit out of them. And then Tyrese looked at Han like, "What do we have you for?" You know, so um, I thought that was. You, you, you gotta, it's fucked up, but if you watch this, how they played it in the movie. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Cole, yes, Jake fixed the guy that nobody liked. Uh, is it any good? though no. I liked it. Eli didn't like it, along with everybody else that like it. Hey, I'm in. We talking I'm about in Mortal Kombat? Oh, Mortal Kombat, yeah. not not the good place. <laughs> or Fast <laughs> Six, you know. <laughs> oh man, so let's just jump into it. What else we got next after that? Oh. Um, Oh, yeah, we're just going to talk about it. Like I said, we're going to talk about Invincible. Now, like I said, this is this is old news for you, Eli. You, you're done with this. You, you've been there, done with this. You've worn a T-shirt. You've gone to Disney World with this whole thing. But for the rest of the world, we're just not catching up to exactly what's going on with it right now. So, like I said, you're familiar with the show. I'm going to tell you where the show ended right now. And you probably already know. The show ended with uh, with Mark finding out that his dad is an evil vulture mite. Oh, that he's, a, he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's an asshole. So that's where that's where it ended. You know, it ended, and I think it ended where if you go back to issue 13, where he wakes up and he talks to Cecil and he, you know, the kind of find out where the next arc is going, that's where it ended. So yeah, Eli, this was shocking just for everybody. Just like like I said, this is like a I don't know. It's like those anime manga fans. Like I said, for the folks that have read the manga, they already know what's going on. They've already this old news. For them. They're like, ooh, wait till you see this and wait till you see that. But for everybody else, this shit is new to us. You know, uh, like 
old Omni Man just going nuts and crazy like that, like that, it was shocking for everybody. And the funny thing is about it because like that's what I want to tell everybody that I'm sorry. There's gonna be no Marvel talk this week, <laughs> so we're Marvel out. No Falcon, no WandaVision. We just talk about everything else but that. Hold on, let's see what we got. Uh, he's not an asshole, just tough love. That was assholeish what he did. Well, I didn't, I, never, I didn't watch the show, but in the comics, he was like, "Your mom never meant shit to me. She's just cattle like the rest of them." I'm like, "Damn." He, he, <laughs> he, that's what he did. That's what he did. He he called her a pet on the show. So yeah. when he said that, everybody's like, whoa, what, what, <laughs> you know? So everybody just is shocked as probably everybody was when they read the comic, what, 05, 03, whatever like that. Yeah. So it's a new experience for us, you know, everybody yeah. was reading, but it was just shocked watching doing it. Uh, I even went back because they got a bunch of those books on comics out right now. So I went back to kind of compare what they did. Eli, it's pretty close. Now, it's not, it's not a, a perfect, you know, adaptation where it's just word for word. Like I can just recite everything. But if you know the beats of the story, you know the beats where it's going so far. And honestly, that's what kind of elevated the story for me. That's what made me continue. Because when I first was reading, I'm like, this is just superhero shit with blood. You know, whatever. You know, That's it's, what I was it, thinking with the yeah. cartoon. You know, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's Spider-Man, only he can fly. It's, you know, teenage superhero, school, girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. And then when they, oh, his dad's a dick and is like trying to colonize Earth. I'm like, whoa, okay, I'll read the next issue. You know, right. <laughs> or, you know, I'll read the next the next volume or whatever. So that's what like made the you know made the story the book for me for a while. And I I read it a little bit. I didn't read the whole series. I fell off after a while. But you know that that twist is what you know kept kept me interested for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what got a lot of people so i was watching it and then the same way you were when you were everything you just said when you said you re originally read the comic is the same way i felt watching the cartoon this is the same old superhero shit uh yeah it's playing up on the tropes we've seen this before it's basically the boys in cartoon form uh and honestly watching the show as far as getting to it mark to me like the actual character of invincible was the least interesting character of the show everybody else was way more interesting than him um Cecil, uh, the the Mauler twins. Who else we had? Everybody, just everybody. Everybody was more interesting than Mark. Mark was the most wasn't boring like part of it. I, mean, I wasn't there like a, a principal or a teacher that was doing some shit that was making robots or something or something. I can't remember. I, well, there's the robot guy. <laughs> so, oh okay, yeah, you're talking about the uh, no, the the zombie dead man or whatever. Yeah, wasn't like their teacher. I, it was like one of their instructors or their teacher was. Yeah, something like something. that. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I fell asleep on an episode. That was a weak episode. <laughs> <man>. but, <laughs> but that's the whole thing. Like anytime they went to Mark, I was bored with it. I was like, I, everybody was talking about like, what about Amber? How do you think about Amber's relationship? Fuck Amber. Fuck their relationship. I don't care. Anytime they cut the Mark, I kind of checked out of it. But then it started picking up when you started seeing stuff like like Battle Beast. Like I was kind of halfway into it, then Battle Beast showed up. I, I, I was I, like, I don't remember that. But no. <laughs> the, the white cat dude that just wrecked everybody. Everybody was like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, uh, Battle Beast. Nothing. Wow. This no. is, it's okay. been a while, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I get it. I'm asking you some shit that happened like 20 years ago. I know. <laughs> like, I remember, was remember like a parody of like the Justice League? It was like, a, you know, I remember that, but I don't know how far that was. I don't know if the show covered that. Whether it was it was like a Justice League, but it was like the the heroes from that universe. There was like yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It, it, his it dad was like the Superman, and uh, yeah, uh, I can't remember. Now. Amber <laughs> was not the best part. I, I that, Jake, I'm sorry. I I really don't care anything about what Amber do. I was like cut to the superhero shit. I don't care about the, was Amber how, was Amber the 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 chicken the regular chick or was Amber the the 
the superhero chick he had. Amber was the regular chick. Okay. You're talking about Adam Eve, the superhero chick. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. got this love triangle going on right now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I said, anytime he cut the mark, I did not care. I didn't care about his love life, how he balanced his job, how he balanced his school life. I, I didn't care. I don't care. Cut to the superhero shit. That's one of the shit that was interesting to me. So, anytime they check, went to Amber, I checked out. That's why when it was a whole Amber show, I'd like skip it, go to the next one. But when it started <laughs> ramping up, start going to Battle Beast, start going to Titan with the crime boss, uh, started when, uh, no, anytime they cut to Nolan, Nolan, like I said, Omni Man. Anytime they cut to him was interesting because you like he's about to crack. When he's gonna crack? When he's gonna crack? And he cracked in. in oh, Omni Man's his dad, right? And Omni Man's his dad. Yeah. Okay. Nolan. Yeah. 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 So when he finally cracked, it all shit just went nuts. Now here's the thing, Eli. It's way more graphic in this show than it was in the cartoon. I mean, in, in the comic. Okay. When I went back That's and cool. forth because there's this one scene that everybody is talking about. How? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll spoil it for you. Fuck it. Everybody's seen it already. All right. You, you may not remember, but though when he went to Chicago, they wrecked Chicago, and he went down to the train. Uh, oh, I saw somebody posted stuff. that video of him about the train hitting him. He and was all just the bodies. holding, yeah, he was just holding <laughs> Mark, and then the bodies were hitting him, stuff like that. He was like, "This is messed up. This is completely messed up." And the uh, crime boss was so boring. No, the crime boss was like the best thing because that's when Battle Beast showed up. When Battle Beast showed up, I was like, "Oh, this show is awesome." No. <laughs> oh, what do we got here? Yeah, fuck that train. That train scene was awesome. So, and then. <laughs> It's just like you said, like he said, your mom ain't shit. Never love your mom. The same thing he said in this, like your mom is a pet. Even telling Mark, uh, you mean nothing to me. Uh, I, I, it's only been 17 years. I can make another one of you and just start beating the shit out of him, you know. But then, you know, the same thing. Mark started appealing to his, you know, his humanity. And then it's when he flew off in the tear. You know, the, yeah, you've seen the shit. Well, yeah, yeah you've seen off. So, yeah, like I said, Eli, it's pretty much what you remember is what everybody else is feeling now. That's basically okay. All right. Yeah, all right. it's almost like when I was a kid and I watched the X Men cartoon, but I already read the cart the comics, so I already knew everything that was going on. So the 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 kids at school would treat me like some kind of guru or some shit. <laughs> You're right. What's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen? Who is this guy? And I kept telling them all this shit, like, ooh, you know. So that was the first time I felt cool reading comics, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's cut to the next one. Yeah, but Eli, I'm excited for uh, season two. I'm going to start cranking down on these comics now. I already got like issue one to 50 from Comixology. So I'm just, just run through them and just refresh myself. So cool. So I can at least act like I know what I'm doing since I have a comic book podcast, you know, because <laughs> you know, people are going to ask us about this shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I got you for. You like, you supposed to know this shit. <laughs> Why don't you know this shit from 1998? <laughs> oh, well, let's go to the next one. Uh, nope. Not going to that. We'll come back to that. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about, without remorse i don't even okay. know what this is okay you don't know what this is this is no. interesting Eli. actually I'll, I'll i'll spare i'll save my enthusiasm later on whether or not it's interesting or not so what this is uh is a tom clancy movie that was supposed to have been released on paramount but since you know the whole covid thing happened it got released on amazon prime so and yeah. it's basically a Tom Clancy character that has actually popped up in movies before. One time he was played by Willem Dafoe in like that clear and present danger with the oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was that guy. I think he was Patriot Games whatever. and Hunt for Red October and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he not he's not uh Jack Ryan. He was like the the assassin guy Jack Ryan used to give the missions to. He was that guy. Uh oh. Joe Clark, John John Clark. John Clark was his name. If you remember, probably not. I've been a while since I've seen that movie also. That was like about 92 or some shit when that movie came out, but whatever. 
All right. So they've been trying to make this movie since then, since the 90s, you know, and pretty much every white dude leading man in Hollywood. They have attached this one time, even like uh, Brandon Routh or Stifler. They were just trying to throw everybody in this movie like that. But eventually, <laughs> was, you, when he was a thing, you know, when he was a thing, you know. <laughs> uh, but then it was just like, you know what? But then eventually Michael B. Jordan got his hands on it. it was like Michael B. Jordan got a oh, fan Oh, that base. movie. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. We yeah. got him on the poster back there. <laughs> I can't see who that is. All I see is like a nose. Like, like, or barely a nose. I don't even see you're his right. eyes. I, I, I could have picked a better picture. You're right. I could have picked a better picture. I was I short notice. <laughs> short notice. But yeah. But that's the thing. So they got uh, Michael B. Jordan. It's his movie. This is his star vehicle. He produced the movie from his company uh, and his own, like I said, Amazon Prime Video in his movie. So it's the classic thing. It's uh, uh, it's what you expect from a Tom Clancy movie. You know, an op goes wrong. I do want to show you this one scene. And his team gets taken out. I'm going to spoil it for you, Eli, because this one scene was awesome. <laughs> like I said, his team oh, is taken out. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just wanted to show that one scene. That's when the movie opens up. It's like, oh, shit. Okay, we're in Commando. Tree, you know? The dude taking out the trash when they pull out. That, it's basically, right. It's basically <laughs> the same thing. Uh, Prime Promote. Oh, never mind. This is their movie. This is just like HBO been promoting Mortal Kombat and King versus Godzilla. This is what they're using to promote. Like, this is their Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's why they're hyping the shit out this movie right now. So it's the same thing. Uh, the uh, op goes wrong. His team gets taken out. His family gets taken out. But they didn't know that he, you know, had a particular set of skills, you know. So he goes on a roaring rampage of revenge. But then it turns out that it's really a government conspiracy. It, you've heard it before. Stop me if you heard it before. It's the same old story you've seen before. Uh, so it pretty much go through the motion. The plot is sort of kind of interesting, but I'll be honest with you, the second half of the movie, once you kind of know How where it's going. How is the action? Is the action cool? That's all I care about. No, no. <laughs> no? Some of, some of it is cool. Some of it is cool, but towards the end, it's just like they just kind of, it kind of gets monotonous, kind of gets repetitive. The last Michael action B, scene. Michael B. Jordan don't do no John Wick shit or Commando shit where he so, runs through with the machine gun. Da, 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 just mowing no, down dudes with the machine no, gun. No, he's not rambling. I mean, he, here's the thing. They try to make it realistic. Oh, so it's realistic action. So realistic action is boring action. Oh, shit. Towards the end. So it's just like, come on, man. I want to see some John Wick shit, you know. So, see, you know. See, see, that's what Call of Duty is fucking up everything. Right. Because <laughs> towards the end, just like, come on, man, y'all can put more pizzazz into this. But and some of the acting is just bad, man. Like Michael B. Jordan is awesome. Yeah. It was I, honestly, it was enough action, but the action that was there just wasn't compelling. I kept zoning out. Honestly, I was just zoning out the whole time while this movie was playing in the background towards the second half of the movie. Because once you find out the plot, you know where it's going, you no longer care. It's just like, oh, that's why they did it. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um the his CO, his main CO, uh, the Jody Tony, whoever he is, the female Navy SEAL, she sucks. She can't act. So every time and she's like half the way in the movie, she's on the movie poster. So it's like that takes you out of the movie. It's pretty much Michael B. Jordan carrying this movie by himself. I'm just like, oh man, it's terrible. But people like it. I'm on Twitter, I'm on social media. People seem to like, like B. it. Jordan take off a shirt. Of course. He so takes chicks, off a shirt on, on so the trailer. Chicks, so chicks dig it. Like, why is he like why is he sweaty? I'm like <laughs> you gotta be sweaty for no no reason whatsoever, but yeah. Does he so, make yeah. out with anybody? <laughs> I mean his wife at the beginning of the movie, so yeah, uh right is the guy who did oh the Taylor, Taylor, what's his name? The guy uh, Ty, Ty, Tyler, Tyler. 
Hatford or, or some t- shit. Yeah, something like that. Some shit, whatever like that. So, yeah, it's just a run-of-the-mill plot. It's just like whatever. But, yeah, Michael B. Jordan does take a shirt off. That seems to be the main scene that all the women seem to love on there. You know, I already know that if I was in the movie theater when I was here, that's the one scene where we got, Aah! you know, that scene. So I already know that, that would be the thing. So, oh, yeah. Honestly, this movie was kind of boring, to be honest with you. Like, it started off like it was going to be strong. Like, okay, we got us a movie. You know, the killer's family. He going to ruin Rampage of Revenge. He hops in the car with people. Give me a name. I want a name. I'm like, okay, it's generic. But, you know, you're thinking you're going to get something out of it. Nah, goes down here from there. But, spoiler, they have a sequel hook to it. Oh, shit. Yeah, here's the thing. Well, it's Tom because Clancy. I mean, it's probably Tom Clancy. Yeah. yeah, because here's the thing. So John Clark is the main character of Rainbow Six. Oh, really? So at the end of the movie, spoilers for everybody that's there, John Clark and John Clark shows up and is like, I want to talk to the president. I want to put together a team. They're like, what kind of team? Just tell them, call it Rainbow. Dun, dun, and then it ends. <laughs> like, uh, okay. So they're trying to do a a Clancy verse because I think Amazon owns all the rights to all this shit. So I think they did sign Michael B. Jordan on to lead a a Rainbow Six movie. So if this is a thing, there's gonna be a Rainbow Six movie after this. So I was like, eh, I guess if they if they make another one of these, I like it. But they here's the thing: I feel like they had Michael B. Jordan, and it was just like since we got a name, just threw everything else around us and don't even matter. Which that is very interesting. Was there an after credit scene? <laughs> that was the after credit scene, the Rainbow Six shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I don't leave after the credits, you know, Rose. So yeah, all that was there. But here's the credits. Thing. Then, the, then the Coolio song starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so, I do I did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, man, this movie, but yeah, it got a sequel hook to it. So, but here's the thing: it's interesting about this movie, Eli. People are excited for this movie. Whether it's a good movie or not, people are excited for the movie, and that's a good thing. Because this is the first movie in a while that people are excited because of the actor that's in the movie. Not because it's a franchise. Yes, Tom Clancy is a franchise. Michael B. Jordan fans don't give a shit about Tom Clancy. They hear Tom Clancy like, is he with Marvel or DC? I don't know. You know, So they just know Michael B. Jordan. Everybody on, on social media saying, I'm going to see that Michael B. Jordan movie. Not that Tom Clancy movie, not that Rainbow Six preview movie. I'm going to see the the Michael B. Jordan movie. Just like when we were younger, I want to see the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I want to see the Stallone movie. I want to see the Eddie Murphy movie. You movie stars sold movies, and Michael B. Jordan is selling this movie. Uh, like for instance, like Tom Holland. When you, there's new Spider Man coming out, nobody's saying I'm going to see the Tom Holland movie. Hell, nobody sees Tom Holland movies. Period. Tom Holland. Yeah could walk in the grocery store against me right now and i wouldn't recognize him i don't care unless he's wearing a spider-man suit you know what you doing here white boy <laughs> he's looking at me like you don't know who i am like no that's a nice watch motherfucker <laughs> right so so that's the thing so it's good that now like i said the quality of the movie regardless or not but it's good to have a movie star sell a movie that's a good thing because that doesn't happen nowadays even though it's on Amazon Prime. Now, we already know if this movie was actually coming out in the theaters like it was, it would have got trampled. Especially in the weekend of Mortal Kombat and what was that movie? That Mugen movie? We, that Dark Train? 
whatever anime shit that was, you know. Oh, the, the uh, Slayer, Demon Demon Slayer. Are y'all talking about tomorrow? Are talking about tomorrow? What is that? Is that the movie with uh, Chris Pratt or whatever? I think that that's with Chris Pratt or some shit. But that's not out yet, is it? I think. Ah, uh, no. Uh, is that what you're talking about? Uh, if that's the movie, I think that's the movie. Um, or is he asking, are we going to talk about it when it comes out? Is that I mean, when asking? it comes out, if it's interesting, I'm, I may talk about that. We'll, we'll see. Oh, uh, let's go to the next thing. What do we have here? Okay, so the next thing we got going on is, and I know you didn't see this either, Yusuke. Now. What is that? Oh, yeah, is that I'm the, sorry. Is that the Yasuke. samurai? The That's samurai the samurai thing. thing. That's yeah. out already? I yeah, it's out already. That. Oh, damn. That was out. Damn. Uh, well, I should have. I'm sorry, this. Eli. I'm going to spoil <laughs> it for you. <laughs> oh, they say coming out via Prime in June. I may check it out. I may check it out. It depends. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really like a big Chris Pratt fan, but if it catches my attention, eh, maybe. Uh, honestly, it depends on how much social media buzz it gets. If it gets social media buzz, I'll talk about it. You know you know what, Jake? Nah, for you, I'll talk about it. We'll review it because we got it's a request. request. We got a request. Yes, we got a request. We will talk about that movie. Guaranteed. We will watch the Tomorrow War. We will watch the Tomorrow War. Whatever the fuck that is, we will watch it. <laughs> All right. Now, let's talk about Yasuke. I'm sorry. I got a spoiler for you. Okay. But before, before we get to it, we're going to do some setup on it because people were like, what the fuck is a Yasuke? Why am I talking about this shit? We are the comic book bullies, not the anime bullies. Why are we talking about an anime? Now, I'll tell you why we're talking about an anime. Because this anime is about uh, Samurai. And first off, it's Yasuke. I'm tired of people... Uh, butchering Japanese pronunciations. It's not Yakuze or Yas Uskuze. It's Yasuke. Just like Street Fighter, Ryu from Street Fighter is not Ryu from Street Fighter. He's Ryu. It's not Ninja Gaiden. It's Ninja Gaiden. Get the shit right. My little pet peeve. on the den. Gaiden. Yeah. Gaiden. <laughs> right. Just <laughs> not Gaiden. You know. Uh, hold on. Let's see what we got. Uh, too much anime this episode. This is the only anime we're doing. Well, the only anime I'm doing is after this, we're not doing anime again. <laughs> uh, and that should tell you what I think about this one. Okay, so Eli, like I said, this is about Yasuke, the Japanese, Japanese samurai, which is very little information is actually made about him. But he started to get his name out there in historical figure. Basically, he was a, a, a slave that was sold to a Japanese clan, and he rose through the ranks. They gave him a sword, gave him a house, gave him all the stuff like that. Nobody ever knows what happened to him. So the history of Yasuke is really sketchy. So it gives them room to kind of maneuver and kind of breathe life into it and do whatever they want to with it. You know, they have creative freedom with this, you know. Uh, and it was the brought legend, to, the legend. The legend of Yasuke, right. And it was brought to life by uh, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, who also voiced Yasuke oh, in this. The, the, the voice? Know. Okay. Yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this suit is worth to the Oscars. You know, when you want to go to the Oscars at 7 p.m., but you got to sell a key of cocaine at 8, you know, uh, <laughs> or a key of cocaine at 701. You know you just, it's the Oscars, so, yeah. You know what's fucked up? I had what? no idea the Oscars were last week. I had no it idea. They were. I, didn't give, I didn't give a shit. Here's I, didn't, I had no idea they were even on and shit until I saw, Did like, you see that shit? Gomer posted. Did you see that shit? Gomer posted. Gomer posted, the, uh, like, the ratings levels of it. The video game awards did like twice as much as the Oscars as far as ratings wise. <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh what are we talking about? Uh Yasuke. Okay, so we're talking about Yasuke. So here's the thing about Yasuke. Uh like I said, they it's a tale of two stories. It's basically 
the lone, the old retired samurai, because it shows him like 20 years later after the whole shit that of what we know. He's 20 years later. He's escorting this girl. He's got magic powers. He's got to escort the girl. You know, it's Lone Wolf and Cub, you know, the Mandalorian, Old Man Logan, Dark Knight Returns, all that shit. You know, old guy, young chick, whatever like that. Uh, Here's my thing, Eli. This anime is too anime for me. I wasn't expecting it to be this. Like, I know when you, because here's the thing, like I said, Yasuke was supposed to be this movie that Chadwick Boseman was going to make before he passed. He didn't get a chance to. So, you know, they, the license got passed around a lot. But this thing is just, it's too wild for me. I mean, like, I just want to see a black samurai car for motherfuckers. That's all I came for. I didn't come to see <laughs> witches. Afro samurai. <laughs> Afro samurai, you know, something like that. I didn't, whatever this was, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting robots, witches, werewolves mutants you know Wait, goblins that's all in there? yes oh I all that so. shit is in there i'm gonna watch this what? shit later i'm gonna go watch this shit <laughs> well, <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to talk you out of watching this shit you're gonna watch this shit that sounds awesome what the fuck oh. man <laughs> like i'm trying or, I'm not like, or like or like did it have like the the poppy theme song like funky fujiyama go and that's what i wanted <laughs> and then the expect- end credits is all a ballad like <laughs> that's actually the intro the intro starts like the intro starts off like that like all anime ish and shit you know so stuff like that so and my thing is this this is the weirdest shit about this this anime is that okay you got witches robots and all this shit like that and nobody blinks an eye but a black samurai shows up they're like no you you know, just freak the fuck out. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? A robot just flew by, but a black samurai gets you. Get you. I'm like, man, so I don't know what the fuck's going on with this show, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm just like, what the fuck is going on with this show? But it's too much weird shit going on in this show. That, too weird for me. Now, I get it. You don't have a... a you, we don't know everything about Yasuke, so you're going to have some creative freedom. But... They have two halves of it because, like, they show him when he's the old and doing this shit, you know, escorting this chick that I don't give a fuck about. But then they show him in the days of when he's in the whatever clan he's in. And that shit is way more interesting than anything else they did in the show. And I will give him this. The the animation of it is amazing. And just the, the look of it. I'll even go as far as saying the look of Yasuke in this show is iconic. Like, you're going to see a bunch of just fan art just popping up with him you know, teaming up with Afro sword. Samurai. Right. He didn't even got a sword. This is when he was a slave, and he, he just had to just fight somebody. You know, he he gets all that shit later on. I want to show all that shit because it does get kind of bloody and shit like that. So, and my thing is, I like like you said, let me go back to Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield does the voice acting of it. Eli, his voice acting is weak. It's weak. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I couldn't get into the show because it was fucking terrible, man. I had to switch it to Japanese. Like, just just give me a Japanese dude doing a black dude's voice. So <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't get into this show, man. It's too weird for me. I mean, maybe. maybe oh, can you hear me? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you're I blink that for a second. So like I said, maybe other people like this. If if you're in anime, this may be like specific, specifically geared for you. But like I said, I'm not an anime person. So when I got into this one, I was expecting this, but it went that way. I was like, I can't. I can't. I can't with this. You were expecting the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, with the but but a black Tom Cruise, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> Instead of you got Afro Samurai, <laughs> right? Well, Afro I mean, Samurai it's... wasn't he like fighting a giant teddy bear with machine guns and shit? 
I, no, because I think it was a guy in a giant teddy bear with machine yeah, guns. Yeah. So I was cool with that. You know? <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's my thing. And Jake, Jake, like I said, it's this may be other people's thing. This may be their bag. Eli, you may love this shit. This may be right up your alley. Robots, witches, mutants, you know, with a black I samurai. Mean, I don't hate anime. It's just I have a hard time investing the time into anime because there's so many of them and they're so like so many episodes they go on and like i i just have a hard time finishing them you know well i like, got good news for you like i got good news i'm about to sell you on this oh yeah six episodes cool 30 minutes cool hey that's like get in, get out, hours. You know. three hours yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> like i said you get in get out you watch it but to be honest with you this anime had a hard time keeping my attention it was kind of slow kind of boring for me but that's me like i said I'm not a huge anime guy. I, I may not be the target audience, Eli. I may not be the demographic. You know, that's just me. You know, yeah. uh, but and they had like a, a kind of hip hop soundtrack. But I, I thought the soundtrack sucked. That's just me. I would have wished we had some of that poppy Japanese shit, the shit you were talking about. That would have <laughs> kept me interested. You know, um, I will say the very last song in episode six, that shit would catch as hell. I need to find Do it. You believe uh, in the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I'm just going. Isn't that with like it. Sailor Moon or some shit? <laughs> Dude, come on, man. <laughs> I feel insulted, man. I feel attacked. You know? <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's go to the next Yeah, that song's in my head now. That's going to be the outro song now. The hell it will. Uh, is anime movie? No, no movies in this. No, no, no tits in this. That's the thing. And you expected an anime, but I guess anime is change from what it used to be. So that's why I couldn't get into it. But that's that's me. All right. But uh, Eli, you're up. Am I? You're up. Yeah, yeah. What I'm gonna give doing? it to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm give you the floor. Okay. We're talking about now. Brother oh, Favall. okay. Yeah, Brother now, Eli, Favall. you you gotta you gotta talk to me about this because I have no idea what this is. So you okay. got you gotta. Sell the people on this. We actually have All right. people watching this shit. It was shit. It was, thank you, Cliff. Cliff is in the thank house. you. Cliff is in the house. Thank you. <laughs> Cliff and I finally agree on something. Because every time I like some shit, Cliff is quick to come in here and just say, that was shit you just said. But if he doesn't like it and I don't like it, that should tell you something. So thank you, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rutherford Falls. It's a new show on Peacock. Um, Wait, Cliff, were you talking about Rutherford Falls with shit? <laughs> no, I think anyway, he was talking about your Anna because he just showed up. So. <laughs> Okay. Unless, did, did Cliff watch Rutherford Falls? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyways, from the creators of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Parks and Rec, I guess, Superstore, a bunch of, like, TV comedies. Um, and this is about, like, a town, a, a fictional town, like, I think it's in upstate New York, called Rutherford Falls. And the town, Ed Helms, plays the, like, the 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 descendant of the town's, the guy who created the town. And he's like, tries to preserve the history and stuff and the statue. Um, uh, fuck you, just sold me Eli. I, nobody gets to buy me. Nobody can fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy people anymore. You can't buy me, man. You can't, you can't afford this ill na-na. <laughs> uh, Cliff is just saying yes. <laughs> So anyways, Rutherford Falls, um, but the, the, the catch is what sold me 
is it's created by an indigenous writer. So, okay, so it's not like Good Times, where it's an all-black cast with a whole bunch of white writers? So it's not no, like that? it's not okay. the native TV family sitcom that I've been waiting for, but it's pretty close. It's not quite on primetime American TV yet, but it's it's close. It's on the streaming service. It's on Peacock. You do have to sign up. You get a seven-day free trial. You can watch all the episodes. There's Their 10... slogan is, free as a bird. Yeah. That's catchy. Um, That's catchy. Yeah. You can watch the first three episodes for free, but then after that, you have to sign up. But you get a seven day free trial, and it's only 10 half hour episodes. So you're in and out. Um, but I've watched this twice so far because this is probably one of the best representations of Native Americans on TV, like ever. This is the straight up natives being human, being having family. You know, there's uh, comedy that's fucking funny, humor, humor that natives get. You know, inside that, jokes. That's what I'm gonna ask you. Was it like inside jokes that? Okay. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff that natives would get. Like, like Native Americans are the demographic, and that's kind of nice for a change. Hmm. <laughs> it's kind of nice yeah. to be the demographic for once. For once, you know. <laughs> um, and I guess this show was hard to get off the ground. Um, it's hard to fucking it, like because people would not. You know, the the creator kept saying, "No one, there's no, we don't have an audience for it." You know, no one's going to get this. No one's going to want to watch this. Um, uh, so it was cool to see that somebody took a gamble and they let, like, there's a tons of native writers on the show. And, um, and, and yeah, it was funny. Um, it's basically centers around these two people. Ed Helms, of course, they had to get the white guy on there. And um, you can't, can't, you gotta get to take yeah. chances so far. So yeah, so it's about uh, and what's her name? I gotta get, I, I, I gotta get to her. I don't want to butcher her name. I don't know if I'm gonna say it right. And it ain't a name. They're gonna come after you if you fuck it up. I just want you to know that. Well, the thing is, it's not a native name. It's actual white name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> what like cows? So, shit, you know? so Jana Schmiedling, Schmied, Schmieding, Schmieding. That's her. That she is like Lakota. She's straight up native. She's like one of the top build stars on this show. Newcomer. She's funny as hell, and she plays opposite with Ed Helms. They're like two best friends. They grew up in this town together. He's trying to preserve the history of his family. She's trying to preserve the history of the tribe, of her people. She's trying to get a muse. She's trying to start a museum, and it's just about them trying to, you know, start these museums. You know, he wants to preserve the, his his town name. She's trying to get a cultural center goer going, and she's trying to get funding from the tribe. And then that this deals with the casino, um, and you know how casinos are run. We have Michael Gray Eyes, who's one of our go-to native actors. He's been on Fear the Walking Dead. He was on True Detective. He was in Blood Quantum. You know he's played. He's been in a bunch of movies playing Sitting Bull, Little uh, um, uh, Crazy Horse, and all. You know he, he's been. He's one of our go-to native actors. Um, Kind of like fresh off the boat, fresh only, the boat, yeah. but it's not like they just moved. They're not immigrants because we've fucking been here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fresh off the boat was like they were immigrants. <laughs> oh, I will also say this. Kim Convenience shits on fresh off the boat. That's just me. But anyway. And ahead. I heard that fucking the, the guy who wrote the fresh off the boat book hates the show. That's what I heard. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's basic. But we see... Um, we see native family, native family dynamic, native comedy, native natives just being funny. Like seeing Michael Gray Eyes, who's always playing a tough guy. 
He's always playing dramatic roles. You know, the, the tough Indian guy in the buckskin. That's all he ever gets. He was in Wind River also, right? No, he wasn't in Wind River. He wasn't in. Okay. okay. Um, but he, but he's always playing the, you know, the, the stoic Indian guy and to see him like be funny and like do comedic dialogue. It was so refreshing, you know? So I, I was super into it. It was just cool to see my people on TV being funny you know, not being a bummer most of the time when, if it's a native movie, it's a bummer. It's a tragic fucking sob story that I, I, I'm sick of that shit. So oh, we so, get it. We, we, we yeah. all tired of black trauma movies too. So yeah, we yeah, understand. Yeah. Yeah. I know white folks got this, you know, fascination with native trauma, you know, you know, native suffering. Yeah. I don't need to be reminded how shitty it is to be a minority. You know, I don't like, we know. We, we, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so to see just natives being funny, you know, um, being witty and, and it's funny. It's, it's generally funny. There was some laugh out loud moments where I was just like really laughing. It was like parks and rec or Brooklyn nine, nine. I mean, the same writers were on that show, you know, but it also tackles a lot of issues, a lot of, uh, you know, current events, you know, sociopolitical, you know, commentary that is going on in native country that stuff that natives deal with they they do they make references to like pipelines and standing rock but they're not preaching about it you know they don't preach that's what was cool they address all these issues without being preachy without lecturing anybody you know they even they even talk about cancel culture and it was fucking hilarious there's like black folks they're talking to like you know they're like uh, i don't Bill Cosby's canceled, but can we still watch Different World? Like, if <laughs> <laughs> you know? produced it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and and one guy's like, you know what? I still listen to Michael Jackson. <laughs> and then the old white guy's like, what did Michael Jackson do? And, <laughs> and they're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> but you know, but yeah, there's a black mayor. Yeah, there's a scene. Um, she's the first black woman mayor of that town, and she heads off with. She has a this like scene with with michael gray eyes the casino uh the guy who runs the casino like the tribal council guy and they kind of have this like sort of meeting of the minds well i'm the first she's like i'm the first black mayor of this town and and he's like oh i get it i have to you know they kind of like have a find things in common and stuff like that and they even mm -hmm. there's even black people on the council so it even addressed without going into it it even talks about black natives you know and that they exist. You see like black people on the council, like, okay, this is a black person, but they got native blood in it, you know, blood, blood in them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it, it really just dives deep into native culture without preaching, without lecturing you. And it's still funny. You know, I can ask I, you, like, what, what would you call a black native? Like you got Afro Latino. What do you call a black native? I just heard them they call them black Indians or black, uh, black natives. I I've seen that. Oh, wait, so they haven't branded it yet? It's okay. It's yeah, I, I don't know, but that's a thing. Is like that, but that exists. You know, black natives do exist. And that's another reason why Native American numbers are so down. Our population numbers are so down because a lot of the black natives didn't want to kept it secret. You know, they knew they could get shot on site back in the day if they anybody knew they were native. Right. <laughs> you know, so they <laughs> lied about it. You know, that's why a lot, that's why, yeah, the native population numbers aren't as big as they should be you know because even though they have the native blood they're not claiming the native blood so yeah yeah and there's a scene where like the, the like the white liberal they kind of shit on white liberals and shit like that 
you know, the guy, he's like doing this podcast, this like a, he's like an NPR journalist and he's interviewing the tribal councilman and he, he kind of like says some shit that, you know, like, hey, aren't, you're running a casino, you know, isn't that, aren't you selling out your culture? And he puts him in his place and it's a great monologue. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I got to watch this show now. You, yeah. you sold me on it. <laughs> yeah. It really dives deep into native culture without, like I said, without preaching and without being a bummer and, you know, and, and, and talking about how shitty we've had it and stuff. It's funny. It's like funny. You see natives. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's so. a com. It is a comedy. And what's her name? Uh, Schmidt. Jana Schmeeting, Sh- Sh- she's funny and she's a big girl too. And that's another thing, she's a big girl who hooks up with the hot white dude. And it's like, kind of like, not Ed Hel- Helms, right? I hope he's not. The no, hot no, white no, dude. no, okay. I, I won't, I won't spoil who Ed Helms hooks up with. I, yeah, I won't okay, spoil no. that. <laughs> but no, don't no do it. I, but yeah. she hooks up she, like she's a big girl, but she doesn't, they're not like they don't make like a like slapstick out of it. You know what I mean? Like she's like uh, Melissa McCarthy or like Rebel Wilson. You know how they're kind of like the goofy, oh, funny yeah, fat yeah. chick. You know they, they they don't go there at all. She is just there. She attracts this hot white guy. They have a thing, and it's just there. You know, and it's it's like yeah, it breaks a it it breaks stereotypes. It throws all the stereotypes out the window. It makes fun of stereotypes. You know, the, he's talking to the, yeah, the tribal council guy's talking to the black mayor. And he's like, haven't you people taken away most enough from us? And she's like, what do you mean my people? He's like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm used to talking to white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't spoil me jokes. Don't spoil me jokes, man. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Like, it's funny. Yeah, you know? It's All generally right. funny. So check it out. It's on Peacock. It's mm-hmm. basically the, the native show I've been waiting for. Not quite on American primetime. It is on the streaming service. But still, it was they really get, good. They, they, get, they get the toe in, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, so what is what is Longmire? I watched season one of Longmire. It was like the he was like a detective, uh, like a cowboy detective in Wyoming. Wasn't that didn't that guy do Win River too? The guy who was on that show or did that show? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Must not be Cherokee. They kicked out the free. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. well, Cherokee, oh. yeah, they, they got relocated. Oh. Also, go like that. Okay, so the reason we haven't talked about them, oh, uh, because I've heard that them is another one of those black trauma shows, and I've had my feel of those, so I'm good on that. So. I saw like a Twitter rant where people like were like, fuck this, and like black people yeah. like we're tired of this shit so i i didn't bother I, watching it I, I can't do it anymore man we get tired of uh seeing a get the shit beat out of us and you know all stuff like that we, yeah we're tired of it we want something yeah. else yeah. and that's another thing like we were talking about uh i saw another thread talking about like we were talking about falcon the winter soldier how everybody was saying that isaiah bradley should get his own tv shows like that i'm like do we really need that because if we get it, we're just gonna get another black trauma show. Where he's just getting tortured for thirty years. I like. Yeah. I don't know if I need that or not. I'm I'm cool with him he, giving the backstory. You know. And then he ends up in the jail. And then he ends up in jail. The end. <laughs> right. The end. I'm like at the end. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good on that. I'm alright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No more slave movies. Yeah. Just no more yeah. slave movies. No. Uh, our civil rights leader getting assassinated. I was like, well, I'm good on. Yeah. That, I'm no, sick of no like, more I'm Rosewood s- movies, you know. Yeah, I'm sick. Like I said, I'm sick of like the native massacre movies or the native the the movies about the, you know the 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 fucking residential schools or the or whatever or you know I'm sick of you know 
relocation movies or whatever, or or the right. movie where the 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 Indian killer, you know, has a change of heart by meeting the nice Indian guy and like, oh, hey, oh man, I'm, I feel bad for killing all your people because you're all right by me. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't need any of that shit anymore. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm good on that. If you can, they can make Hollywood can make as many of those shows and TV movies as they want. I'm out. You know, that's just me. So yeah. that's so, why that's why I didn't want to really uh diss this new Michael B. Jordan movie too bad. Cause he is doing something different, you know. He is basically doing an action movie, you know, and we don't how many times you see a black action hero in a in a big budget movie like that? Almost never. You know, yeah. so, so that's why they, yeah, like yeah. I mean, so what yeah. Carl Weathers and Action Jackson? I mean shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, or it's like exploitation, and that's what was cool. Like, like I said, Michael Gray Eyes, this act, this native actor, he's always playing like a chief or he's always in buckskin or he's always I, like a criminal or somebody. He's always like the tough stoic guy who barely gets any lines. And here we see him be funny. And like he w- that he was in blood quantum. And that's why I love blood quantum because at the core, that movie is about a native family, a native family drama. Only zombies happen. You know, the zombies, the backdrop, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and that yeah, it was just cool it. to see natives just living and right. like, um, and I, I read this thing or I heard an interview with the, the creator of the show. She's like, natives just being human and existence shouldn't be this revolutionary thing, you know? Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, yeah, it shouldn't like blood quantum shouldn't be considered a foreign film. You know what I mean? <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> Even though it's for people that would be, live here the whole yeah, time. So, yeah, yeah. You know, so yes. yeah. Rutherford Falls, check it out. It's it's funny. I thought it was funny, right. but then, yeah. yeah. All right. We we got let's lighten the mood. And we're talking about a comedy, man. Why are we so depressed? Let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's talk about Green Lantern. Green okay. Lantern from HBO Max has finally cast a lead. Eli, have you done any like have you heard anything about this or whatever? Uh I heard a little bit about it. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, so like I said, HBO Max, they have announced their lead. The lead of the movie is going to be Guy Gardner. He's a lead. Oh, and yeah, they have yeah. they have cast their lead, some guy named I forgot his name. Don't know his name. Don't really give a shit what his name is. Uh, but yeah, he's playing Guy Gardner. Uh, people are mad because people want it. John Stewart. Yeah. Not getting it. They haven't even announced that John Stewart has even been cast in the movie. He might not even be in the TV show, or it might say for season two. Oh, we don't know what's going on. They say Alice Scott's gonna be in it, some other people are gonna be in it. Uh, I think like a chipmunk is gonna be in it or whatever. Kilowatt's gonna be in it, but not him. But here's the thing, a big news about John Stewart. John Stewart was this close to being in the Snyder Cut. Matter of fact, Zack Snyder is back up to his old tricks again. And he's been releasing footage on Twitter. This is the guy that was going to play John Stewart. He was in mocap, the whole thing and everything like that. They Zack Snyder even took a picture on Twitter in front of his driveway. He said he shot the scene. <laughs> so he shot that shit in his driveway. He sh- in his driveway. He shot the scene. <laughs> Did he just shoot the whole Snyder cut in his driveway? <laughs> like a damn fan film. <laughs> I mean, but like I said, the end scene where Bruce Bruce Wayne is talking to Marshall Man, so like that, that's in, that's in front of his driveway. He had to swap the scene out because Warner Brothers told him, no, you cannot use John Stewart. He's like, but I already shot the scene. Like, nope, can't use it. So he had to reshoot it with Martian Man Hunter and stuff like that. So kind of mad, but it's cool. I think everybody's just happy as long as we don't get Hal Jordan in the show. That's all. He's not going to be there. Whatever Jerry Lanning you get, as long as he's not there, he is the worst. I can't stand Hal Jordan. He has the most boring uh, Green Lantern they have. 
He is the unseasoned chicken of Green Lanterns. Nobody likes him. So as long as he's as far away from the show as possible, I'm cool with it. You know, uh, I think we did, for people that don't know, I think we need to talk about Guy Gardner for a second, like the character of Guy Gardner. Cliff knows who he is, but a lot of people don't. So what did I just do? I don't know what I just did. Anyway, so I want to talk about the thing that made Guy Gardner famous. <laughs> and this is the thing that's a big deal for me. So like I said, you have Guy Gardner is famous for one thing, talking shit to Batman, taking off his ring, saying he can take Batman, I should leave the Justice League, and Batman punches him one time, knocks him the fuck out with one punch. Yes. <laughs> that is the one thing that Guy Gardner is known for out of anything else he's done in the DC Universe. He is the original one-punch man. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Guy Gardner. That's all I want to talk about with us. So, yeah, let's oh, move Batman on. Batman hates the lanterns. He hates <laughs> all of them. He hates, he hates Hal Jordan, too. Yeah, all of them. He really don't even like John Stewart that much either, you know. But I, I kind of get it. They, I mean, some writers have kind of played into it because Batman is about the darkness, the shadows, you know, where the Green Lanterns to get their power from, you know, the light being bolsterous, being out in the open, stuff like that. So those two personalities are going to clash. So yes, so Batman has an issue with all Green Lanterns, but especially Guy Gardner, because Guy Gardner would be like. I specifically say fuck Batman, you know. Uh let's I remember see. I remember there was an issue I read with Batman just talking shit about how. Just talking shit about how like all the power, all the shit that he oh, could yeah. create with that ring. <laughs> the and dark the side. Bro. Give, <laughs> yeah. And they, they give it to that dumbass basically. <laughs> Making hammers and shit or whatever he was saying. Uh-uh. Okay, uh yeah, Cliff, uh they got I didn't I didn't I don't know who all of me uh, the guy garden is the lead. Alan Scott's going to be in it also in the old uh, green, golden age GL. Kilowatt's going to be on it. I don't know who else is going to be on it, but that's all they named so far. No John Stewart, no Hal Jordan, no Cal Rayner. Or oh, we might get Cal Rayner. I don't know for sure. They might come to it. Uh, Jake, why do everybody hate Hal? Because he fucking sucks. That's why. He's boring. That's the thing about it. He has absolutely zero personality. At least every other Green Lantern has a personality. Oh, uh, like I said, John Stewart, like the military minded tactical one, you know, Guy Gardner is the asshole. Cal Rayner is kind of like the surrogate comic book fan because he's an artist. So when he's doing his Green Lantern shit, he's just artistic with it. Like the artist goes crazy. If you're a comic book fan and you like to draw, you're going to be drawn to Cal Rayner. And then Joe Mullen, the new one, she got a fat ass. So whoever they get to play her, you know, <laughs> what's her name? What's her name, Eli? The one for that movie. Shit, the one Janelle Janelle Monet. That's your oh, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, your yeah, Joe yeah, right yeah. there. That's your Joe right there. She man, that's that's my crush right there. Is the show gonna be different than the movie they're developing? They're not making a movie. The TV show is what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be on HBO Max. So they're actually putting money behind it. So let me say, can move on to the next part. Of, uh, uh, they, they're coming in hot. They're coming in hot. What we got? I got Cal. If Cal wanted out the fridge, Cliff, that's a deep cut right there. That's a deep cut. I get it. I understood that reference, but that's a deep cut. They ain't gonna let them do that shit. They they might. I don't know. We don't know what the fuck they might let them do. Uh, but yeah, like I said, then we're gonna move to the next part of the podcast. Like I said, it's coming. They should fully. do it, but fucking they ain't gonna let them. Do it. They shouldn't. They should. Do you in twenty twenty one? They ain't gonna let. They, yeah, they ain't gonna. I say do it. I say do it. Just you know, but they're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> no, that that no, don't do it. Don't do it. And we don't even know if Kyrie gonna be on it, but if Kyrie is on it, don't do that. Don't fridge anybody. So yeah, now I think about they should do it. 
just cause, cause they, cause it'd be a, it'd be controversial. Oh, remember, when, remember when I was talking about Slumber Party Massacre? Yeah. And how I said it was made by women. Yeah. There's a, there's a chick in a fridge. They find a dead chick in a fridge in that movie too. Well, that's different. That's fridging is different. Which uh, little hoodie just, just give up the booty. Okay, I know what you're talking about, Cliff. Let's let's talk about that. Now, here's the thing, Cliff. If you read, I'm gonna put that quote back up there because, like I said, Eli and I, we re, we review the Watchmen graphic novel. Hooded Justice is gay in the graphic novel with Captain Metropolis. They're gay, and but the thing, the only way you would know that you have to read the very end of it. The excerpt, that long text expert in there, is like a quick line that they basically faked a relationship with Silk Spectre with Hooded Justice to throw the press off that Hooded Justice and Captain Metropolis were in a gay relationship. So it's all canonical. It's all canon. Can't blame HBO. It's a thing. Now, can you blame HBO for showing it? Possibly. But it's HBO. You know, that's what they do. It's not TV. Uh, What are we talking about? Okay. Like I said, this comic book bullies. We'll be talking about the comic books. And Eli, you have like a shitload of books. I'm going to let you go first. And we're just going to go what with that. did you read? So. Did you, did you, did you, do we have any overlap? Did we... Oh, we do any, not. We do not at you all. You didn't read any of the shit I read? You didn't None read of it. Berserker? Nope. I'm I'm out. I checked out. I realized oh, what man. the book is gonna be. It got picked up for a <laughs> season. So I'm just like, what what whatever needs to be done, I watch some TV show. Uh oh shit, I did two moons too. Fuck. I can put on it, no big deal. Um, okay, I'll start out with let's see, what did I do? That's fine, so Gay Six. <laughs> it's, not, it's not quite the same thing, Cliff, but I, I see where you're going with it, but yeah. Should I do Beta Ray Bill? Sure. All right. Okay. Um, so Beta Ray Bill, number two, Daniel Warren Johnson on the art and writing. Um, so basically, Thor broke Stormbreaker. So Beta Ray Bill can't turn into a human no more. Um. And so he got pissed off at Thor last issue, said, fuck you, Thor, I'm out. I'm not going to be your, you know, your babysitter, Asgard's babysitter anymore, so you can go out and do all the cool shit you need to do. So he takes off. Um, He's trying to go find Odin to see if he can find a weapon that will give him his power back. Um, On the way, he he finds uh, Scourge, and they find... But no, he's back from. He was like, I'm back from Valhalla. So boring. I'm here to chill. So, <clears throat> and then they find Odin, and they're like, Yeah, uh, you know, I don't have the power. I, you know, I gave up being a god. I don't have the power anymore. But you know what? If you go to the the, the was it the Muspelheim? Muspelheim, yeah. But uh, basically, the yeah, they're hell. But yeah, okay. Yeah, if you go there and get um, Surtur's sword. It will grant you the power. So did they call like, it the Twilight Sword? Yeah, the Twilight Sword. So okay, okay cool. So basically, um, yeah, Beta Ray Bill, Pip the Troll, and Scourge uh, basically go to go to hell. Um, and then, but something happens to the ship, and it's like malfunction or whatever. And then they're like, "Oh, what the fuck? What's going on?" And then Scuttlebutt, the ship, basically manifests manifests itself into a robot. They can do that. Wait, wait, wait. Let me zoom in on that. Yeah. Shit. I'll fuck it up. Hold on. <laughs> okay. A sexy robot. Yep. Okay. And that's what it says to be continued. So 
pretty cool. You know, I'm into this. I like Daniel Warren Johnson's art. You know, I love his shit. Um, and yeah, so yeah, four out of five. I, I dug this. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, shoot, I guess it's on me now. I wasn't ready, but I guess I'm going to get ready. So yeah, the book I'm going to do next, I'm just going to jump to this bad boy and just start over. Book I'm going to do, well, not next, but first, is Robin number one. Book I've actually been looking for for a while. I'm like, what the hell is going on with Robin? What's going on with Robin? This is about Damian Wayne, not any other Robin. The GOAT Robin, the best Robin, is the one they're doing this book on. That's what it's about. Uh, done by Josh Williamson. Like I said, if people have keeping up with Robin, basically, last time we saw Robin in a Teen Titans book, he fought Batman, told Batman, fuck you, threw him the Robin suit, and left. We haven't so seen is Robin. This, is this Damien? This is Damien. Yeah, it's all about Damien. Oh, I thought it was fucking Tim Drake. Okay. Ah, fuck Tim Drake. No, we, no, we, we no. Thought, anybody that likes Tim Drake doesn't read comics anymore. They just haven't <laughs> read this shit since the 90s. <laughs> so, no, this is about Damien Wayne. He is, this is the center of it. And basically, like I said, we haven't seen Damien like at all since whenever that shit went down, like six months ago or whenever that, that shit went down. So, Damien is back, and basically, how the book starts off, I'm gonna see if I can get to it. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so basically, how the book starts off is that uh, Batman, and then basically, Batman is just talking about his son. He was just like, Yeah, my son, Damien Wayne, when I first met him, it looked like I was looking in a mirror. Uh, yes, he's an asshole. Yes, he gets on my fucking nerves, but he pretty much acts just like me. That's why we always get into it. And the reason he left is part of the reason I understand it because he blames me for Alfred, blames me for Gotham, blames me for Bane, blames me for everything. Uh, so I get why he left. But so he's got everybody, all the Bat family on the trail looking for, for Robin, oh, uh, for Damien. Because all it, it, Bat, like the credit cards haven't been used. None of the Bat armor's been used. He's off the grid, like off the grid grid. You can't find him. Nobody can find him. So like, well, where is he? And it turns out he's in a cage match with King Snake. And King Snake is like, I've met one of you little birds before, but you're different. You're you're the real one, aren't you? You're the son of the Batman. And you're like, eh, you talk too much. So uh, Robin, we'll go to the end of it. Yeah, Robin kicks shit out of him pretty easily. But the reason he's doing this is because he's trying to get a a token to the league, the island, the League of Legends or League of Lazarus. Oh something. yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is that a thing? Do- yeah, him and his mom were doing some shit. Like, yeah. I read like okay. the little. So I didn't know that this was. I thought I thought this was another Robin book. I thought it was another Robin. I didn't know it was going to. No, be no, no. Movie. This is about the, the good Robin, the one that we care about. We give a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> Not the other one. So yeah. So he takes out King Snake and King Snake. The because King Snake starts talking shit. You're the son of the Batman, right? Uh, and you're the son of the the ghoul or like that. Like, aren't both your families on hard time right now? He like don't talk shit about my family. And then he just goes to work on him. Just beat the shit out of King Snake. They're like knock out. You know the fan goes crazy. The reason he's here is because he's trying to get a basically a pass to the League of Legends or Legolos. So you know the shit better than I do. Yeah, La- League of Lazarus or some shit. Like, I think it's like, is it like uh, people that like League members that were resurrected or something? Is that a thing? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I think it's something like that. Yeah. So anyway, in Robin's spare time, in Damien's spare time, he's reading anime, which I'm going to bring up a point to later on. And he's also having conversations with Alfred in his head. You know, he's basically telling him you shouldn't be doing this. Because here's the thing. Damien is doing this because my father did this to find himself in his teenage years. He went all around the world, trained, went to different places like that. 
why don't I do the same shit and follow my footsteps? And basically, Alfred is ahead telling him, you shouldn't do this. You should go back home and stuff like that. He was like, no, if my dad did it, I'm going to do it. You know, so then uh, he gets a pass. He gets a token. He's like, you got to be at the thing in 14 minutes or we leave without you. Because basically what it is is that the the League of Legends, whatever, it's a tournament, basically. He's going to Mortal Kombat. Basically, okay. so he's going, yeah, he's going to play, and he, he's got all these super villains on here. Like, who did you fight to be here? I fought Bronze Tiger, I paid him off to get here. Uh, who'd you fight? I had to fight Richard Dragon, you know. I so like, like, and who do they like? Who the fuck is this guy? They like, I thought they had an age limit for this tournament, you know. So, Robin's just there, just chilling, you know. And they finally get there, and they meet, yeah, Lazarus. I go to Lazarus Island, and the thing is, is that the winner of Lazarus Island gets the uh, I don't know, the key to something, or like that. And then people getting off that the people that know it, they're like, oh shit, I know he's not here. And who does he meet? He meets Ravenger. You're like, wait, does my dad know you're here? <laughs> you know, that you know, son uh daughter of Deathstroke. And this is Respawn. I don't know who that is. Fuck it. I think I don't know <laughs> if he's a Deathstroke ripoff or a Deadpool ripoff. I don't know which one, you know. I don't even think it matters. You know, so we get to it, and then they finally meet the the M. Bison or the Shang Chung of the island, uh, Mother Soul. You're like, this is tournament is for me. And she basically telling everybody, whoever's here, you're gonna be this, you're gonna be that. Um, give you all oh, that's uh I think that's Oliver Queen's son, kind of hawk. He was on the okay. show, he was on the CW show anyway, but he was Diggle's son there, so it don't really matter. That's neither here nor there. Um, and then while they talk while she's talking, uh Robin starts talking, Y'all talk too much. I can't hear the fight. Fuck all this talking shit. And she was like, and Ravage is trying to tell him, shut the fuck up, Robin. <laughs> like, they got rules here. And they're like, uh, don't talk to me. I am Robin. I am son of the bat. I am daughter of the demon. Uh, so how, how does it work? Oh, when are you going to take me on one-on-one? Is everybody going to fight me at the same time? Because I came to win this fight. I don't give a fuck. I, I have more experience in my 14 years of my life than all of you do combined. You know, just talking the most cast money shit out of anybody that had ever lived that came to this island. And she's just like, you know what? I wasn't going to invite everybody to have dinner before we start the fight, but I don't mind a good show. So who wants to take them on first? Like I want to take them on and it's flatline. I don't know who the fuck this is. That maybe somebody just made up that really matter. She shows up and they start fighting stuff like that. And Robin's like, do you know who I am? I've been trained by the best fighters to ever live. She's like, really? Cause I've been trained by the best fighters to have never died. And when they die, I learned how they died. I learned from their mistakes. You've been trained by Batman. I heard Batman never loses. So if you fought somebody that never lo- lost, how can you learn? So she was like, don't worry about all that. And then she blocks his attack. And she's like, oh, they didn't tell you about the rules of uh, of the League of Legolos or whatever. And then, bam, she hits him with a strike on Lazarus Island. We play to, play to the death. And she holds oh, Robin's damn. heart. Yes, in his hand. In her hand. His heart has been ripped out like fucking a fatality. <laughs> and he just went down. Like, Fatality. And Robin's just looking at like, wait, I'm dead? <laughs> to be continued. That's the story. <laughs> so they're just going to throw his ass in the pit and bring him back to life. They're bring him back, but it's still pretty awesome that he talking yeah. all this shit and then the first fight he gets his ass whooped. So yeah. Well, damn, I should have read this then. I, 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 like, I didn't know it was about Damien. I thought it was somebody else. <laughs> you, you know, you thought about Tim Drake or whatever the well, fuck. Well, I thought because fucking Damien gave up being Robin. I didn't know it was going <laughs> to Right, we thought it was gonna be something else, you know, but no, nah, yeah. he's just Robin. He can call himself Robin, but yeah, it doesn't give a fuck. So, so yeah, yeah. Shit. So, uh, yeah, we know he's gonna get returned or whatever like that. But I mean, he lost the tournament, so like, I don't know how that's gonna work. But 
I guess that's why you got to read issue two. So yeah. So uh, right. yeah. What, what you got? Uh, I got a well. Uh, let's see. Should I do Berserker since you didn't read it? Go for it. Berserker, the, ri- the written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent. Uh, this is his indie book on Boom Studios, where he's just this immortal killer assassin working for the government and taking out like other world leaders and shit. Well, we get his backstory. So basically, he was like a Viking or something back like 100,000 years ago um, to some like Celtic Druid Viking tribe or whatever. Um, and their their tribe kept on getting attacked by marauders, by, by barbarians and shit, pillaging their village. And so his his mom basically goes into like the cave and like prays to the gods to like help them give give them a weapon or give them something to protect our people and um you got to see this uh, yeah you should have read this this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> this is my book of the week fuck it already damn just <laughs> 6.5 so out of 5 yeah she goes into this cave and she's like praying to the gods and shit and then she gets struck by lightning, but she like has sex with like the lightning bolt. Wait, what? Like it met, yeah, like the lightning strikes and like turns into like a dude, like a lightning dude. And then you can see her uterus getting struck by lightning and shit. And she has sex with the lightning bolt. And okay. that's how that's how she's conceived. The the babe Keanu, the, the the berserker guy is conceived. So she gives birth to this kid who's just like ferocious. He's like ripping apart wolves and bears and cheetahs with his bare hands so they're like okay we got to teach you how to fight so they teach him how to fight and he like the barbarians show up one day to like pillage their village again and he like single hand the kid he's only like like 10 years old he single-handedly like takes out yeah here's (laughs) here he is with the he's like a little kid with a like with a like a a hatchet and a spear and he you remember that violence from the last book? Well, right. he does it like, you know, Viking style. He's like ripping apart horses and shit. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's like super graphic and, you know, he's punching off people's heads and shit, ripping out ripping out spines and totally graphic and ill. Metal as fuck, yeah. <laughs> and that basically, yeah. So, but but kind of established that he he constantly has this thirst for battle for war and he's like talking to the you know back in present time he's talking to that like psychologist or he's on that like he's in that lab in the government lab and they're like fixing his wounds and shit and um saying that was basically the time when he had his parents that's when he felt happy and now it's like millenniums later thousands of millenniums later and he's just been this depressed guy who just likes to kill and that's right. kind of where it made it sound like like he was one of the first humans or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. So it's just ill. This book is just awesome. <laughs> okay. For those that haven't heard, and we because we never talked about it on here, this has been picked up for a TV show. I can't remember yeah. who picked it up, but yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, so, hopefully, yeah. I, I hope we, I hope we get to see spines getting ripped out. So. Right. <laughs> by a little thing. kid. I, by a little kid ripping out a barbarian spine. I better see that <laughs> shit, or else fuck that show. Don't bother. <laughs> we picked up by Disney Plus. You know, I can see none of that shit. <laughs> oh, man. So, is it on me? So, mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, what are we gonna do next? Is this action comics number ten thirty? Is what we're doing. All right. So, like I said, we haven't done Superman in a while. I got tired of the damn artwork, but the artwork in this one, I have come around to. I actually, you know, kind of like it. So, let's just jump into it. Who's doing it? John Romita Jr. Hell no. You know, I don't. I don't fool with John Romita Jr. <laughs> Oh, uh, even though he did, that's when I dropped it. So anyway, the book starts off the the book starts off his uh books called World. The title, well, the storyline is called Worldwide Rising. So we start off in World World, where these people are praying to Mongol, and it's Mongol Junior, not Mongol Senior, because he killed Mongol Senior. And people are saying that they won't respect you because you killed your father. You're just some some bullshit ass prince that just think he's the king. Uh, and all these people are praying to him, stuff like that. And then when this one guy comes in, don't worry about it. I brought you a gift, Mongol. Uh, these people are going to slit your throat the moment they get you, but I'm the only one that you can trust. And I'm going to show you why I can trust you. And then he dumps a bunch of heads on the ground. He was like, these are all your sons. <laughs> so everybody thinking like, whoa, 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 you, you just killed all my sons. And so everybody's just like, let, let me go for his head. I'm going to, uh, you know, flay his skin. You know, I'm going to tear him from limb from limb. And Mongol stands up. And just thanks him. He's like, thank you. Because one of my sons was eventually going to take my head off just like I took my father's head off. So you just did me a favor, you know. So that's your first gift. What's your second gift? Well, your second gift can only be a found overseas, you know, far, far away from here. And so we go to Superman. Like I said, I like the art because the artwork before in the other book suck. So we go to Superman and he's doing Superman shit. Uh, we don't even know who he's fighting. Batman is in his ear. Batman. Uh, Superman on your 12. He's like, you're 12. Are you serious, Bruce? You're like, no. Like, okay, you stop stop telling jokes. You know. So he's just fucking up shit. It's this big ass monster. Uh, and then Batman is timing him. He like, you gotta hurry up and finish this shit. He was like, okay, let me hurry up and take him out. Boom, takes the monster out, one punches his ass, and he's out of there and he flies back. He's like, uh, and Batman's like, okay, time's recorded. So he goes back there, and apparently Batman is not impressed. I mean, it's like you slower than what you used to be, <laughs> you know. Uh, but here's the thing, because apparently Superman had been in some kind of uh, adventure or his last mission maybe he went to, one of the books I didn't read, he got attacked, and Batman is saying, you're slower than what you used to be, you're not as strong as you used to be, you used to do that shit way faster, you used to be, something isn't happening right. Now, Adam thinking maybe it's just because of the solar cycles, it's, it's just your powers of fluctuation. Batman's like, nah, that's not it. And Batman has said, everything's going on with you right now is like, is basically as of the radiation poisoning. So they don't know what that means. Bat Superman said, okay, yeah, I'm slower, but I'm still stronger than everybody else. So nobody knows what's going on right now. Like, yeah, that's a thing. But just in case, if it's a worst case scenario, and this is what Batman's saying, you need to have a conversation with John. You need to talk to John about what do you think about the Justice League? Like, wait, what? Yeah, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> So Batman is already like, man, go ahead, write your will and testament right now. <laughs> you know, get your ass out of here. So while they're doing all that shit, uh, John and Damien are talking. Like Damien is just chilling, even though he's supposed to be on the run and shit. He's just hanging out. Uh, he got, and got his heart ripped out. What the fuck? Supposedly he's just chilling. <laughs> like even Jonathan, like, why the hell are you here? I thought you was on the run. They're like, oh, I'm chilling. I, I'll, I'll be back. Like, is something happened between you and your dad? They're like, don't talk about my father. <laughs> you know, so then they're talking. And apparently John was with, you know, uh, Clark on the last mission and he saw what happened to him but what he didn't tell him is that you know he was with the Legion of Superheroes in the future they said that mission that last mission they went on was the last mission that was recorded recorded by the Legion of Superheroes in the future so he like whatever happened with that mission 
something happened to my dad at that mission. So I don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what happened to him. They saying like a whole bunch of Kryptonians might have came and got him and just took him off somewhere. Maybe he got shipped to the Phantom Zone. But whatever happened, <laughs> nothing happened after that. And I become Superman after that. That's what the records say in the Legion of Superheroes. So he's depressed. He was like, and basically Damien's trying to cheer him up. He was like, man, whatever happens, don't worry about it. It's your dad. Your dad's Superman. He'll beat it. You know, he like, thanks. Now let's talk about your dad. He like, man, don't talk about my dad. <laughs> Me and my dad ain't on good terms right now. So we go back to it. We keep talking. And uh, Lois and Clark shit, don't care. Uh, cut to the end. Some more World War shit pops up. So the World War, the World War World, say that five times fast, is came come to Earth and they're looking for Superman. They brought a whole armada with them. Superman's on it. He's basically doing super, he do super speaking like Kara, John, Connor, whoever can hear me, bring your ass right now. We got an invasion coming. So he goes there fighting. Uh, Jonathan, I mean, Jonathan's the first one to show up. But when they get there, they find out the, sh- the ships are firing on each other. And so we're like, what the hell's going on here? So he was like, he tells Jonathan, you take out the main ship. I'll take out the uh, missiles and we'll see what the hell's going on. And when he gets in there, he hears a name. I'm thinking that name is Harmon. It's Kryptonian. I don't, I'm not going to read this shit. I'm not, I don't feel like butchering Kryptonian. So he goes in the ship, rips it open, and sees apparently a couple Kryptonians. Naomi. Not Naomi. <laughs> That's Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a Midnighter book also that I'm not going to get into. But yeah, Midnighter is. There's, no, there's what, a whole. No, what, who, who are those motherfuckers in that ship? But they, they don't know. Uh, Superman's never met him before, but he the knows Kryptonians? them from like. Uh, apparently, they're Kryptonians. They they don't. He thinks they're Kryptonians, but they basically start talking Kryptonian to him. So no, so Naomi's not Kryptonian, right? She's not Kryptonian. They don't know what. Okay, let's talk about me, uh, Naomi for a second. Nobody knows what Naomi is. Uh, Bendis just wrote a character. She has no backstory. She's from another planet. Nobody knows what the planet is. They don't know what her powers are. She just exists. So he'll explain later on. Even though she has a TV show, it's already been picked up by uh, the CW. Yeah. So no, I, I read like that. a couple issues and then I dropped off. And then you know what Bendis knows <laughs> at this point right now. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. So that's all the book. So basically, this is another book that's setting up future state. Like I said, we already seen it. Superman basically. Uh, gets kidnapped, goes to War World. We don't ever see him again. Jonathan <clears> becomes <throat> Superman, fucks up Metropolis. It looks like they're setting the the paces for that, just like what we're seeing in Batman and what we're seeing in all these other stories. So yeah. So uh, what you got next? Um, should I do Bitterroot? Sure. Where Bitterroot number two. Oh, I got a share screen. I want to show you this because I thought cool. this was dope. I actually went looking for this variant cover, and I couldn't find it. I was kind of pissed. Oh, so check that out. Bitterroot. What am I looking at? That's the variant cover for Bitterroot number 12. It's a Beach Street. Uh, oh, so, oh, okay, okay. Oh, it's number 13. So it's going to be next month's issue. Oh, the next oh, one. Okay. okay. Well, that's no wonder I couldn't find it. Because <laughs> I thought that was cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Bitterroot is this, uh, you know, this horror comic you know, all written by black artists and black writers um, about this family in Harlem who fights demons um, that possess people that possess that these demons called um, Jinyu, which possess people's uh, hatred and bigotry. So kind of like they're racist demons. 
They feed on racism, you know, and they've been fighting these, these demons for, you know, years. Um, this lot of shit's been happening, but we're on a new arc now. Um, and basically the, the, these demons have found a way to infect trees or plants. So we start out with Cullen being like vined up in a tree like a haunted tree and you see like it's really fucked up you see like motherfuckers hanging from the tree so it's like a a tree that people were hung from and it's like you know attacking cullen um meanwhile uh ford was there was a white guy an ex-clan member that befriended ford who was also he's like a blade you know he's like a badass demon slayer um but 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 um but the white guy died and he was last issue. He was telling his family, the white guy's family about him dying and how he was his friend. But then, but then the, the, the grandmother starts getting possessed. So then he has to fight them and she starts like killing the family and shit. So like, yeah, Colin's fighting the tree. Ford's fighting the, the possessed family. Then we, uh, we go back to uh, um, Charles, one of the patriarchs of the family. He was stuck in like this limbo. Um, limbo realm that where he was protecting the earth from the demons from the underworld and um it, it shows him there and then he met up with sylvester dr sylvester he got possessed by another demon a lot of stuff going on the, the, that, but my only i love this book but there's a lot so many subplots kind of weaving weaving together so um they're talking about uh yeah finding a way to destroy the demons um in that um that limbo realm. But then Ma Edda, she's like the grandmother of the family. She cooks a big dinner and she tells everybody, you know, we, she's too old to, to do this anymore. She's going to like, the new leader should be Blink, the, 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 the young daughter. As I know, women aren't usually the leaders in this demon slaying thing, but I think Blink, she knows the roots. She knows the medicine. She knows the healing. She knows the weapons. She's the best. Um, uh, picked to be the new leader of the family, and um, and any and then there's what's his face, uh, what's that guy's name? The crazy guy. Uh, anyway, there's the the, the crazy cousin. He kind of uses weird dark magic. He's kind of always dealt in um, like forbidden magic, so he was kind of like the outcast of the family. But anyways, he thinks he found a way to solve to kill these other demons. And he's on his way to Ma Edda's house, but then he gets attacked by demons. And then, yeah, and it looks like he dies. So, I don't know. Then it says to be continued. So, anyways, very, a lot of soap opera shit going on, but I love this book. It's basically Evil Dead, you know, with a lot of political commentary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cliff, Strange Fruit. Yeah, uh, Billy Holiday. I know what you're talking about. Let's see what we got. Hello. Epson Bim Sinin. Hello there to you too, Epson. Hello there. We are butchering that name. I just talked about not butchering names and then I'm just doing this shit. <laughs> My bad. So oh, yeah, Bitterroot number 12, four out of five. I, this still continues to be one of my favorite books right now. So cool, cool. All right. So like this is my last book. All I got left. Uh what we're going to do is Spider-Man number 25. No, not the Spider-Man you like, Cliff. The new hotness, Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah, so this is number 25, and this is the beginning of the Clone Saga. So this is where this starts. 
Uh, let's just jump into this bad boy. What we got going on here? So yeah, so like I said, we go to we we left off with the last book. His parents call him in the room because they find out that there's all kind of news reports about a Spider-Man going around kidnapping people, uh, breaking into factories, stuff like that. You know, so they invite uh, Genki is over at the same time. Genki's like, man, I got to talk to you about something, man. Some big shit just went down. He's like, yeah, I know uh, Spider-Man is going around just fucking up shit. He's like, no, 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 I didn't even know about that. He's like, if you don't know about that, what the hell are you over here for? Don't worry about that. Let's let's go upstairs. Let's work this out. Uh, so, yeah, and they go on like that. And his, and his dad is up to talk about, like, they, they say a Spider-Man robbed the bank. They say he robbed the armored car. They say he broke into a factory. And they say he even harassed a, uh, a dude, a real estate guy, to say he's going to destroy his car. And Miles like, oh, yeah, the last one, yeah, that's me. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, long story. But anyway, let's figure out why the hell some Spider-Man is out there pretending to be me. It's based on some guy named The Assessor. Like there's some guy named the assessor stole his DNA. Oh, so he oh think- yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Wait, I was reading Miles you- Morales for a while. I was like, uh, you read Miles Morales? I, mean, I was for a while. I've 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 dropped off a while ago, but I remember the assessor though. Yeah. Okay. So the assessor, I guess, stole some of his DNA and is running around with stuff like that. So Genki's just like, let's go upstairs. Let's try to figure this thing out. Genki's just gonna hop on the computer, try to dig up some some stuff. Oh, Miles' little sister right there, you know. Uh, so they go upstairs and then they talk and they were like, oh, yeah, we, we, I think Genki has figured out the pattern of where the clone Spider-Man are going. So he was like, okay, I know where he's going to hit next. You go here and you will find where you will be robbing next. He was like, okay, cool. So he gets dressed to do his Spider-Man shit while he's doing that. Uh, he like your phone's ringing. Let me pick, you know, uh, Genki's phone is ringing. So Miles picks it up. He's like, Barbara's calling. Barbara's his ex. You're like, uh, why is my ex calling you? And why does she have all these kissy faces on, on your text? And Gang's like, yeah, see, that's what I came to talk to you about. <laughs> I didn't know anything about no clone Spider-Man. He's like, what the fuck, man? So you mess around with my girl? You know, so then Miles just throwing him against the wall. He's like, what the hell wrong with you? And then Gang's just look like that. Take your hands off him. <laughs> you know, just like, look at him like, I will fuck you up. And then Miles like, oh, shit, what the hell? So he was like, look, man, just, just tell my parents I had to dip out. So he just leaves. So, you know, he feels bad. Genki feels bad about it that, you know, he stole his girl or whatever like that. Miles feel bad that he flipped that on his dude. He was like, and he realized that because I'm Spider-Man and Spider-Man's thing is to always punch first and think about other solutions later on. Maybe that's why I'm flipping out on on my best friend, you know, when I should have just talked it out with him about what's going on. And plus, he's been a dick to his his ex-girlfriend anyway. So anyway, back to the story. We get to the place. He goes in there. He does his invisibility shit. He goes in there, finds some, uh, you know, some doctors like that, and they've just been hurt. And he said, he like, get the fuck away from me. Don't stab me again. He was like, I didn't do anything to you. And then his spider sense not going off. And that's when Spider-Man shows up. Pete, <laughs> you know, the OG Spider-Man shows up. So he kicks the shit out of him. He was like, where's the real Spider-Man? You know, and he started fighting. And he was like, uh, and they caught, they accidentally start coming to the by name. Like, where's my, I mean, Spider-Man? He like Pete, uh, Spider Man is me. I'm the real Spider Man. Well, the Spider Man from Brooklyn, you know. And then they fight, and then they, and then uh, Miles goes invisible, you know. But Spider Man, but Pete is still hanging with it. He like, how the hell you put me getting close to me, and I'm invisible. He like, experience kid. I'm doing this shit for a while, <laughs> you know. He was like, cool. So he electrocutes him in the back, but he lets you just enough to just tickle him. He's like, look, it's me. Because if I was really me, I could have really, you know, hurt you or like really went after you. But I just did this shit to get your attention. 
He's like, okay, well, tell me something to make me know it's you. He's like, okay, remember when you, uh, apparently, yeah, he did something where he fucked up his desk and gave him a crappy birthday present. Uh, and apparently only they know about it, but it happened like one of the old issues. He was like, well, why didn't you just say that? You know, so now they know each other is each other and they realize that clones are out there. So they're like, okay, let's go do the, do the thing. So they go out swinging, trying to find out, and they find the, the clone Spider-Man. He was like, okay, we own it. So they get there, and when they finally, but it's another, I guess it's another, yeah, it was another Spider-Man behind them. They just snuck up on him. So, but he's got powers that the other ones don't have. He's got, he's like Clayface or some shit. So he like does some Clayface <laughs> shit to him. Yeah. That looks like smacks, fucking, that looks like fucking King and Black, like symbiote shit. Yeah, probably some semi shit with like like a goo monster, some shit. So Miles trying to web him up. He not, he takes Pete out like super quick. Uh, he slams down Miles. Uh, they web him up. Can't really do anything. Miles does his electricity shit. It does nothing. You know. Uh, apparently he's shockproof. Uh, and then something happens. So okay, they finally do take him out. And then he does something where he like puts gas down. Yeah. And some reason it only knocks Pete out. Like Pete is out. He's done. R- Miles recovers pretty quick. He was like, uh, Pete, this is my thing. You go back to, you know, Queens. I let me handle this because these my people run around here doing this shit, you know. So for some reason, Pete can't shake the shit off. So Miles goes after him. Uh, and when he gets there, they see all the basically they see all the, the Miles Spider-Man around there. So he gets to him and it's bam. Let's just get to it. Get to it. Oh, and he gets slashed. So it's Three different Spider-Man, and the main one is called Slim, Selim, and he said we need to talk. So it's three clone Spider-Man. You got one Spider Spider-Man. Uh, one the leader looked like he got like spider claws. He got like spider knives, and then Clayface Miles back there also. So that's the beginning like of the ne- nemesis from fucking Resident Evil and shit. Yeah, that shit. So yeah, so it's another clone saga. Oh, uh, Miles even throw another line out there like, "These are you know, you Peter, you don't know what it's like having somebody that's wear your face." He was like, "Dude, do you know the stories I lines I've been through." <laughs> you know, matter of fact, even one time he even says like, "Yeah, there's a clone in me." And Peter like, Peter's like, "Oh shit, not this storyline again." <laughs> uh, so Genki is Ned Leeds from the movies. Wasn't he Ultimate Spider-Man's best friend? He still Ultimate Spider-Man's best friend. So yeah, uh, funny guy. Hey guys, fun have a request you guys. Can you show the full design t-shirts you wear now with standing oh, full these, screen? These ones? Or are they talking about should... the comic book bully ones? Uh, I don't even know where that site is anymore, man. <laughs> it's up. I don't know either. Blame that on me. That's my bad. I will get that shit up and running. That is That's that is <laughs> No, because Goma gonna say X Leroy. So we can't we can't put on Goma anymore. That we used to be able to put on Goma. We can't use that excuse anymore. Oh my hoodie, my hoodie is I think in the dirty laundry. I I, I, yeah. I was wearing my hood that hoodie for a while. This, We're gonna this get on that. We're gonna get on that. We we dropped the I'm I'm straight up we dropped the ball on that. That's, that's we do got we, swag, we do got merch. <laughs> yeah, you can't find it, but we have it. <laughs> oh yeah so like i said it's it's just another clone saga we've seen this shit before it could be fun as long as it doesn't go off the rails like the last one did the last one just went completely off the rails if this one stays in a nice confined setting it could be a fun story so i know everybody blames the clone saga me personally i blame the clone saga for not only destroying spider-man comics i blame it for destroying comics in the 90s the industry just went to shit because of that storyline so but maybe they think they can redo it. Maybe they think they can redeem themselves with the new hotness, uh, Miles Morales. So that's all I got. So, uh, yeah, what you got? All right. 
Um, I guess I'll do two moons number three. Oh shit. I told you to, I told you I was gonna get you on that, but I don't right, have well, it. Well, I got so. I, well, I got the share screen, so we got to put that in. Okay, up. cool. So I think I like this book now. It, it it was like a little mystery building, but now I dig it. So basically, this is takes place during the Civil War. We have a native soldier. He's a Pawnee, he's from the Pawnee tribe. He is fighting for the north. Um, but then he at one and during a battle, he sees his sergeant turn into a monster, so he panics and kills him. And now he's wanted by you know the army, they're trying to hang him for you know for treason or whatever, for killing his you know superior. Um, but then the Confederates show up and like free him from the hanging. So then he was running around with the Confederates, and then um at one point, he takes uh, a mushroom and trips out and goes to the spirit world. And then basically turns out he has the ability to see demons. Um, so that's where we pick up this issue. One of the guys in the Confederate gang that he's with turns into a demon and they fight and he ends up killing them and shit. And um, so that's his ability. It finally established, okay, I know the rules of the story now. This guy can see demons that no one else can. Um, and I dig it. It's pretty cool. We got a native character. It does get a little corny. You can tell that it's not, it's a non-native writing a native story. So you get the corny. Uh -oh, it's like good times. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get the corny, you know, he goes to the spirit world, that mystical bullshit, you know, all that stereotypical, you know, you know, medicine man shit that, you know, new age crap that, you know, hippies like. So, you know, yeah, yeah, that, that's in there, but I, I dig the story. Okay, this is a native dude who, who kills demons. Cool. I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, you can, like I said, it, it is, you, you know, back to the, how cool Rutherford Falls is. You can tell it's written by natives for natives. You know, you know, as much as I love Jason Aaron and all his books and shit, Scalped, you can tell. You can tell <laughs> Scalped was not written by a native. You know, you can you tell Bendis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Scalped, I mean, it, Scalped was basically Thunderheart, you know, another Thunderheart. Um, and you can tell, like, yeah, I reckon they coming around yonder. Yeah. South Dakota is not in the South. So <laughs> he had everybody <laughs> talking like, you know, rednecks and shit. So, yeah, we can tell when, the, you know, the creators aren't from the culture. And it shows, but in this case, I don't mind it. It's an exploitation, you know, story, horror story. A native guy who can see demons, a native in uh, a native demon slayer. So cool, I'm cool with that. So I'm I'm into the story now. I'm into this book, you know. Okay. So yeah, so it's three it's issues, but you're in there now. So okay. Yeah, yeah, I stayed with it, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, we're gonna we, when we get the shirts made, there will be a fish fry hoodie shirt on. So yeah, we, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, new character just for you, Eli. Yeah, all that's gonna be there. She better be hot, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, uh, okay, Eli, who who is the native Halle Berry, uh, Rihanna, who ATT girl? Who is the native like chick? Like, you need a sex symbol. Who is uh, the one? Well, Dev I, I mean, I think Devery Jacobs is cute. Um, she's on Rutherford Falls and she plays. Kind of a ditz. It's kind of funny because she was she's been, I've only oh, seen she's her. like she, the Kelly Bundy on the show. She okay. she she was in Blood Quantum and she's been in like I've only seen her in dramatic roles 
and all of a sudden she's kind of playing the ditzy chick um yeah the ditzy cousin so she's cute okay i mean ashley calling she's ashley calling bull like one miss universe or something something like that she's like a beauty pageant and she's showing up she's been showing up in movies so google ashley calling bull I will for research purposes, of course. For research purposes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's just uh, off the top. <laughs> uh, so any other books we got? Or? Uh the last one I got going here is um, let me get it. Uh, let me oh, let me let, let me prepare. I did not prepare. Sorry. Get that. Far I think ahead. I know what you're gonna. I think I know what you're gonna do. Let me see if I read your uh, mind. Um, share. Okay. Until you do it. Um, Let's see what we got. Well, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I I didn't guess that one, but okay. Uh, so, Cold Dead War number one. This is from Heavy Metal Comics. Um, this was written by George Romero's son. So, and it um, it's basically about a, a World War II veteran who's got some sort of past. Um, these like the government shows up in his town and like, hey, we need you back on the job and he's like nope i'm done with y'all he's like you're the only one who knows how to take out living dead soldiers we got living dead zombie nazis in south america we need you and he's like hell no blah 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 blah. then we have flashbacks of him in the war in a b-17 bomber he crash lands on an island and um the island like a meteor Shows up like the Lochna. I don't know if how familiar you are with the heavy metal movie, the old anime. Not movie. at all. But yeah. okay, yeah. In that movie, it, it centers around this like orb called the Lochnar. It's like the the source of all evil or whatever, and it possesses people. And it's like the Ring in Lord of the Rings. It possesses people. It may, it brings out you know the darkness in everybody. Anyway, it crashed in in that heavy metal movie. It crash lands on an island in World War II and creates zombies. Um, and it's one of the coolest segments on that in that movie. Um, and anyway, this kind of makes references. It's basically based on that segment in the heavy metal movie. We have these, uh, you know, he's in a B-17 bomber. The Lochnar takes out his ship. He crash lands on an island and finds a bunch of zombies. But it turns out that all the zombies, he keeps all his old crew, his dead crew members, are zombies in his barn. I thought okay. that was a cool twist. And because he goes, I'm, I, he, he's like killing a pig and then he goes into the barn and his whole squad is in the barn and they're all zombies, all his old soldier buddies. And they're like, hey, was that so-and-so? What do they want? Blah, 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 blah. Said, they want us to go on a mission. They're like, well, let's go. And that's kind of where it says to be continued. So pretty cool. Like Nazi soldiers, Nazi zombie soldiers versus uh, zombie American soldiers. That's like Wolfenstein. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. I, I like this a lot, you know. So yeah, and I think I read some more shit, but I don't care. I'm, I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, I'm booked out. I didn't really read that much anyway. I think we ran through enough for a week with no Marvel shit. We was able to find a way to make a show. So yeah. oh, I will say I read the last issue of crossover. So Gomer and all the guys on this geeks and comics who's been all over the crossover nuts. That mm-hmm. last issue was cool. So yeah, I get Okay. It. So they they're starting to sell you now. 
Yeah, finally. Number six was good. <laughs> <laughs> number six, cross, we finally got to it. Cross, crossover number six was awesome. <laughs> okay, last thing we're going to do, because like I said, Eli, I want to make sure uh, you didn't let me forget this, and I'm, I'm going to say you didn't. Uh, damn, I can't find it. I can't find it. You know oh, what? Because we, 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 you were, I was supposed to remind you of something, and now I forget what yeah. I was supposed to remind you of something. You're supposed oh, to remind Star me Wars. of Star Wars, Star Wars. Remember Star Wars, yeah, because we have May the Fourth coming up, or, uh, yeah, but now I can't even, I can't even find it. That's the crazy thing about it. Let's see, let's see if I can find it. Uh, let's go back to there. Anyway, what I was going to ask you about with the Star Wars comics, because they have a sale in the Star Wars comics right now, okay. and I just wanted to know which ones to pick up because right now I can't find any of them. Let's on see. comicsology or just like. No, no, no. I, well, not not on comicsology because they just were. Uh, blasting it all over on Comixology like an hour before we started filming this shit. There we go. Star Wars sales. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see where we at. Let's see where we at. Let's go here. I'm going to pull these numbers up and then we're going to get out of here. Okay, so I don't know if I can zoom in and show you what we have, but we have oh, they're here... Oh, Legends too, huh? Right, so that was, So what, what am I looking at? Let's, let's go to this one. Let's go to this one. So what is this one right here? So this is the Thrawn Trilogy uh oh, yeah yeah get that that was the heir, heir to the empire that was the the official prequel or i mean the, the the official sequel trilogy in novel form back in the 90s it continues after return of the jedi it, it introduced thrawn it introduced mara jade well no mara jade was kind of introduced a little bit before but you know that yeah get that that's that's a good that those were not okay. i actually read it's, those it's on sale for a dollar it's on sale for a dollar oh I yeah, that out. <laughs> right. That, that's why I like the comics. Right. So, so the comics is not an adaptation of the novel, but it's a continuation of the novel. It, no, the, the no, those novels are a continuation of After Return of the Jedi. No, I'm saying, but but this is not a novel. It's a comic. Yeah. So th that must be the, uh, the 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 comic book adaptations of those novels. Okay. Is it like the air the air Heir to the Empire, Last Command, Dark Force Rising. Those are the books. I, that's what okay. I would think. That, that was considered the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, because I was saying, this is the Thrawn trilogy. Let's see what else we got. One more yeah, thing. Yeah, get that. We're gonna get it. Okay, so I'm getting that. That's a dollar, so I'm getting that. Oh, uh, what is this one? Let's see. What is this? Agent of Empire? I've never heard of it. I don't remember. Never. Okay. Moving past that. Uh, what is this? It's just like Dark Empire. Like Dark Empire. Dark, that, that, that was a thing. That was a thing. I saw it. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? That's kind of like go. what the Rise of Skywalker was based on. All the clone shit. Palpatine making clones of himself and shit. Yeah, that's what I noticed because they started just. Yeah, they're starting. They're starting to dig into like the EU, kind of picking and choosing where they want yeah. to. I like fuck. It, let me just go ahead and dig into it. But Dark Jason Empire. Aaron, yeah, that Jason Aaron run when Jason Aaron took over Star Wars uh -huh. like a few years ago. That was cool. Like that main Star Wars book was good. I can't find it, but Dark Empire did show up on it, but I can't find it right now. So basically, if and you then, say to get it. And the Vader books. The Vader books were cool, too. Yeah, so that all, one, all that's that. That's the one with, that had Vader down. Remember we read Vader down? That was from yeah, the Vader books. So, yeah, so yeah like i said that's that's what we got so uh listen this long different like share subscribe uh we have a shit ton of other podcasts we have this piece of comics we have a, a plethora of big willie's podcasts he's always recording probably recording right now 
I don't think he ever stops. It's just 24 hour. Never, he like the Simpsons. It's just 24 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't know what else we got. Anything else you got, Eli? No, nah, I'm good, man. Like I said, we we're going to scrounge up material for you until some more Marvel shit comes up. We'll find something to do. Don't worry about well, that. Well, Loki's you know? next, right? In a few weeks or something? In the future. Yeah. Like I said, until yeah. then, we'll find something to do till then. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. Stained katanas, black man from Ghana. I battle over my honor and guided by Nobunaga. The power in every kata has channeled most of my only. Years later, ended up scarred, broken, and lonely. The sword I touched, been cursed by memories of war. Every stroke from the blade left the enemy's floor. Challenge the Lord who could afford to buy your life clearly. Let you commit seppuku, not worthy your harakiri. 45 battle side, get ready to die over pride. Commit suicide, standing right behind with a steel noble samurai to the naked eye. I'll decide if you stay alive. Hear my battle cry, motherfucker. Hey, uh.